Well, praise the Lord. You know, I got through teaching 15 sessions through the summer. And, uh, and so I'm kind of having to re-gear myself because, you know, like by now I'd already done two messages. And so uh, I'm kind of having to re-gear myself. But I really want to encourage you tonight. Everyone, listen to me. I, 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 this is going to be the best message I ever preached in my life. I'm telling you, I, 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 just keep, I just keep getting more and more and more. And so I, wanna, I just want to encourage you, get your notes, get your pen, get your paper, write down, jot down scriptures that I've got, jot down this stuff, write down these the notes the best that you can. If you're not a note taker, well, maybe it's time to start. Amen. Because you're going to want to go back and review this. Because listen to me, church, I've been saying this for two years now. I don't believe things are going to get better. Hear what I'm saying to you. I'm not putting my faith in governments. I'm not putting my faith in people and man and in the world and what's going on. I put my faith in Jesus. And, and I just know that there is a lot of evil in the world. There's a lot of bad things going on in the world. And if ever in a time in our life we needed to hear the voice of God is now. Okay? You need to be tuned in. And, I, and, and I, I'm just, I think it's so amazing because as I started teaching this, it seemed like everywhere I turned, because this is one of the ways I'll teach you that God speaks to you, every way I turned, it was, it was, a, it was a message came over YouTube, somebody, hearing the voice of God. And then uh, uh, I went down and preached, and Sister Annie sent me this book, this big, thick book, and the first page I started turning, it's talking about all out of the book of Hebrews, how to hear the voice of God and what's God saying. I was just like, what? And I didn't say anything to her about this and just thing after thing after thing after thing. I was talking to somebody else, another pastor, and they, I said, what have you been preaching on or what's going on? He said, well, I was getting ready to do this thing about hearing the voice of God. And I'm like, I'm just telling you, the Holy Ghost wants us right now to get in tune with what the Spirit of God's saying. Because there's so, much, there's so many lies, there's so much deception, there's so many you know, uh, things going on in the world, things that are coming from Christian people that you think would know better. But anyway, so praise God, I did 15 weeks. And about the spirit of life. Amen. I pray y'all watch those and listen to them. They're still doing it because if we don't understand who's inside of us, we don't understand the spirit of God on the inside of us. We don't understand what it means truly to be saved. To be saved doesn't just mean you just went down in front of the church and, you know, we gave you a certificate and you got baptized or whatever. And, and then bless God, you're in and you're just going to live your life. No, the spirit of God is living on the inside of us. We as Christians are. And, uh, and man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm seeing Christians who I don't even think are believers. They say they're Christians, but I don't see anything, any fruit. I don't see anything coming from their lives, but that's not us. We're going to be people who understand that we've been empowered by the spirit of God. We've been changed, transformed. We're new creatures on the face of the earth. And so I went over that. And the whole time I was going in that, I kept telling you, I was going to teach this message on hearing the voice of God. So I started it last week. And so you can just go back and review it because I don't even want to talk about that um, because I have so much I want to say tonight. And I want to tell you all, you're probably we're going to hear this again Sunday morning. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just can't get off of it. So anyway. So here we go. So uh, get your Bibles out. And go to Genesis 310. Genesis 310. OK. Now, I, I'm going to go through some things. And then I want you to understand that, you know, that's why I'm telling you, write the notes down because you need to go back. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I want to move through this and maybe I'll come back. But there's people today that say that God doesn't speak to us, that God's not speaking. There's other people out there saying God's speaking and they say they're speaking about everything. 
Okay, now one of my sections is going to be on having a, a mature listening apparatus in your brain. Okay, because uh, some people are just, you know, they're out there. Anyway, and so, but what we need to look at, first of all, is you need proof. All right? You need proof that God speaks. All right? So where better to go than the Bible? All right? So let's look at some things in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God spoke in the garden, Genesis 3.10. He spoke to Adam and Eve. God's not speechless. It's we are not hearing. We have become dull, the Bible tells us. We have become, some people have become fat-eared, some people have got tickled ears, and some people just dull of hearing is what the Bible says. It's us. God's still speaking. Why would he make a creation? Why would God create us, yet he doesn't want to speak to us? It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. All right? So we see that God spoke in the garden. Then we see in Daniel chapter 2, verse 1, we see that God also, in one of the ways that he spoke, he spoke in dreams. Gave Nebuchadnezzar a dream. All right? Now, I want to tell you all something. I have to watch my dreams. Sometimes my dreams, they are of God. And sometimes it's because I had an upset tummy that night. Because I can dream some crazy things. And when I dream the crazy dreams, I'm going to tell you something. I can stop and I can think of what did I see that day? What did I hear that day? What came across my hearing? And then I can find bits and pieces and parts of that in my crazy dream. Okay. But then there's other times God has used dreams to speak to me. It's not every night. Because like I said, a lot of mine, they're just crazy. But I just want you to understand, God does speak to people. He still speaks in dreams. Okay, and then you could also add to that in interpreting dreams because Daniel interpreted the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, right? So I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I'm just showing you this. Go look at it. Go look at it for yourself. The third way is open visions, okay? We're literally in an open vision. You see your eyes are looking, but no, there's no wall. There's no anything. Isaiah 6.1. Isaiah 6.1. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and his train of his robe filled the temple. All right? Another instance of an open vision is when Stephen was being stoned, he looked up and saw the Lord standing up. He saw to heaven. Okay? But God's still speaking. Okay? The fourth way is by angels. You've got Judges chapter 6, verse 12. You've got the angel coming and speaking to Gideon. Right? So what are you doing over there in the wine press? You've got, hey, the, the New Testament, the angel speaking to Zechariah in the temple, right? Where he had to shut his mouth so he didn't mess everything up. So you can find that in Luke 1 11. And how about Mary? Luke 1 26, Gabriel came, spoke to her. So God's speaking is what I'm trying to show you. God's speaking. Why would all of a sudden he go through all of this? He'd go through speaking and all of this, and then all of a sudden just... Stop. Not going to say nothing anymore. Oh, I ain't going to talk to y'all. Just speak to the hand. Okay, here's the fifth one. You see, God spoke in the Old Testament and the New Testament in an audible voice. Now, I personally have never heard God speak in an audible voice. All right? I've heard God speak to me, but it's always in here. It's not an audible, loud voice. But hey, 
<clears throat> you got Deuteronomy 5.24, right? Moses up on Mount Sinai. You got the burning bush. You've got all these places in there where God spoke and it was an audible voice. You got Genesis 12.1. It doesn't say it's audible, but it says Abraham heard God speak to him. Is it apart from the land? Right? And then you got Jesus being baptized and, and the heavens open and God saying, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased, right? Then the sixth one, I know I'm moving kind of fast here because this is just, this is just reference material for you. The sixth one is, he spoke through the prophets. Now, I want you to look at this one, Deuteronomy 18.18. 18. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 18.18. 18. Praise God. It says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among the brethren, and I'll put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Okay, so God used prophets in the Old Testament. He used prophets to speak. God would inspire them. They would speak God's word. They would, he would, they would go and declare it to whoever, the kings or whatever they had to do that day to the people, whatever is going on. But God used the prophets to speak through. Okay, so we got six audible, and, and you can even chop it up into different, and to add more to it. But there's at least six, I'm showing you, Audible things in the Old Testament where God was directly speaking to his people. And I'm just saying, why would he stop? All of those people in the Old Testament are not filled with the Spirit of God. All of those people in the Old Testament did not have the blood of Jesus over their lives. Isaiah, when I get to heaven, man, he's an awesome guy. I want to meet Isaiah. But he did not have the blood of Jesus on him. He was not redeemed. He did not have the spirit of life of Christ Jesus in him like we do. Yet God was speaking to him all the time. And I want to tell you why, because he was listening all the time. I was listening to this, and, and, and I, don't want to, I don't want to promote anybody because I, I don't really know if this dude's any good or not. But anyway, there, I, I came across a video. And, and, and this person, uh, you know, like I said, he's kind of a strange cat. And so uh, not a pastor or anything like that. And, it, and, and he, started, he was talking about that people come to him and ask him, does he believe in God? And then so he, you know, he's a really intelligent person. And so I had to go look up a few of the words he said and even see what they meant, you know. And so anyway, he was just talking about, do you believe in God? And he says, uh, well, let's just, you know, you know, let's just look at this. And, and so anyway, he went through this big spiel. But then he said, OK, let me answer that. Do you believe in God? He said, do you? Because if you believe in God, truly that there is a God. Truly that there is an eternal God that created the heavens and the earth and all that are in. Truly that he sent his son to this earth. Do you truly believe that? Then why are you like you are? If we're believers, then what are we doing messing around? Listen to doubt and unbelief and fear. If we are believers that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and going to live for, what are we doing messing around with this lying devil bunch of stuff? If we're believers, then bless God, let's be believers. There should be fruit coming from our lives. We should be oozing Jesus. We should be so imparted with the spirit of the living God that everywhere we go, people say, whoa, there's something different about that guy. I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I want to be known as a believer in Jesus Christ. I want my life to mean something. I want there to be fruit from my life. But yet I can find three times there may be more. I'm just saying I got three. Three times in the, old, in, the, in the scriptures, three times in the scriptures, where men rejected to hear the voice of God. They knew God was speaking, yet they didn't want to hear him. And I say we got that going on in the world today. 
First time back in the garden, the same thing where I told you God spoke, Genesis 3.10. So Adam, Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He didn't want to listen to God. He didn't want to hear God. All right. The second time I can find. And like I said, there may be more. Don't hold me. Hold me to the fire that, you know, our pastor said there's three and I found one more. I mean, you know, okay. Deuteronomy 5, 26 and 27. Okay. When Moses goes up on Mount Sinai and God shows up, the fire's up there and the cloud and man, God's speaking and the people say, oh, Moses, you going up there and speak to me. You just go hear what he has to say and come back and tell us. They didn't want to hear God's voice. Okay. And then this is, this is the craziest one of all. You find it over in the book of Revelation 6, 15 through 17. It says, And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders of the mighty men, every slave, every free man, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks and in the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of the wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Here's people right here in the end times. I mean, it just talked about when the seal was broken, that the scroll, uh, the heavens rolled back like a scroll and they saw God and everything. And they, they don't want to hear his voice. And so you got to understand some of the day we're getting into this place in life where there is a, is there is no more fence riding. You're either, you're either going to be a born again Christian and, and at bare fruit, or you're going to be doing nothing but not wanting to hear God because you want to go do the sin you want to go do without having the conviction of God upon your life, and you don't want to listen to God. It's the truth, and you might as well admit it. All the Christians out there who are going around trying to find churches that are, you know, going to pre- pre- are going to preach what they want to hear, well, they're only doing that because they don't want to hear God's voice. Tell them to stop doing what they're doing. Man, that is good preaching. But people don't want to hear it. You know why? Because it makes them uncomfortable. Well, I'm not here to bring you comfort. I'm here to preach the uncompromising word of God. And I'm here to have an answer for those people who are hungry and do want to hear the word of God, that we can move forward in a fashion that causes fruit to be born from our life and victory and peace in life. Now that I got that off my chest. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1, 1. Now, you got to understand in the scriptures, if you've read the Old Testament, you get to the book of Malachi. And then when the book of Malachi ends, boom, stops, then it starts Matthew, the New Testament, right? Malachi was the last Old Testament book written. So when the, when the Pharisees had the scrolls or, you know, and they were reading the scrolls in the synagogue and all they had the scroll of, of Malachi and you know like I don't know how they did it just give me this one okay let's just say they were put in order and the last one they had old Malachi right there but there was nothing for 400 years after Malachi was written until Jesus came it's called the 400 years of silence because nobody was hearing God speak but I just put this out to you I tell you God was speaking but there wasn't nobody listening God was speaking but nobody was hearing now Jesus, of course, comes on the face of the scene. They try to declare that there's a new religion started, Christianity, but there was never a new religion. Jesus came to fulfill everything that was in the Old Testament. He was the fulfillment, the perfect 
Lamb of God who came about to fulfill everything that the Old Testament had brought in. He came about to fulfill it, and he did not start a new religion. He was the fulfillment of the Old Testament, just a carrying on, but by his blood. Amen. So Hebrews 1.1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through him also he made the worlds. It says that now God, who he, he did speak, and just, just listen to this. Let me, let me say this before you start trying to shut me off. Don't turn that dial off, okay? So, so here was God. He was in there, and at the times past, he was using the audible voice and the dreams and the interpretations and the prophets and all like this. And then he said, look, now I'm going to speak one way, one time. That's it. Jesus. He said, well, I don't understand, Pastor. I mean, how do you, how do you, I mean, and so let me just put this. There was one channel. All the other channels on the dial went away, and there was one. And his name is Jesus. Amen. He said, I want to put everything underneath Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I spoke and all this other. Now I want to speak Jesus. When you saw Jesus walking on the earth, when you saw what he did, he was, he was, he was emulating me. When he saw the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, when he heard uh, the, the voice, when he said everything, everything in there, and that brought it all about, put his blood upon the, 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 the mercy seat up here in heaven. He's the king. He's the Lord. I'm doing everything through Jesus. Amen. So without Jesus... And a relationship with Jesus and fellowship with Jesus and covered in the blood of Jesus and understanding the word of God from what Jesus said, you're not going to hear God. There's not another way. You'll hear a God, but it's going to be with a little G. Look at Hebrews 8, 6. Hebrews 8, 6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, uh, which has established better promises. And listen to me, if God was speaking to the Old Testament of the Old Covenant, and we've got a New Testament under better promises, and in Jesus, folks, you should be like, 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 like the Bose system going off in your head every day. Not trying to find a little bit of crumb that might fall from the table. If Jesus is a better covenant, it's all through Jesus. Well, then we ought to have the high fidelity bow system blowing in our brains of God speaking to us. Are y'all hearing me? If we're a believer and we're going to be believers. I mean, if you want to be a doubter, you know, whatever. I can't help you. But if you want to be a believer, I'm telling you, God right now, through the better covenant that's in Jesus under his blood and who he is, should be, every morning you ought to get up and you ought to, hearing the voice of God. And if you're not, then you're going to have to go back to the place where you last stopped hearing God because he probably told you to do something you didn't want to do and he's waiting for you to do it so he can move on. Go to Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Folks, there's only one thing to be seeking in life, and that's to know him. 
There is nothing else that's important in your life. People tell me, well, I don't really have time to read the Bible. Listen to me. There is nothing more important in your life than having time to be, have a fellowship with God, to hear his voice. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. I don't care what it is. You say, oh, well, I'm right. No, there ain't nothing. Because you got nothing if you don't have a fellowship and a relationship with the Almighty God, your creator, the one who redeemed you, speaking to you on a continual basis. Got quiet. I'm just telling you, church, we got to wake up. The church has got to wake up, man. And I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm speaking, of course, of the church everywhere. And I'm not in here bashing us over the head tonight just to do that. I'm just preaching. I'm just telling you, man, I'm stirred. I'm stirred at the state of where people are in life. I'm stirred at the way where people are not every day having communion with the Lord and having fellowship with the Lord and just ha- making better decisions than they're making. And I'm really concerned that in the days ahead, as the darkness grows darker, the light's supposed to grow brighter. All right. But I don't know if God's going to have to, you know, I, I remember when we were kids, I, I, you know, when I first started as a kid coon hunting, right? I had a carbide light. If you don't know what a carbide light is, man, it was a little light that you bought this, 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 I don't know, even what carbide, a mineral, I guess. And you dropped it in there and then it dripped water and then it started a, a gas, which then produced a flame. And you'd go around this thing. I mean, I could barely see from here to, you know, three chairs out there. Then I remember, man, we got the old spotlights, got the one on our head. You'd strap that thing around, had a big old battery, had to go get mama to cut off a piece of my old pants and make me a deal to hold the battery in over here, you know, and, and you had that thing and it had a wire. That thing was always hung in the bushes and it was the biggest old mess. But that thing was about what, about that big, right? Little old bulb in there you could just put in there, you know, and man, we thought we were like, it was like daylight. I mean, we were like, wow, look at all the coons in the trees, you know? And things have progressed. And, I, you know, now, what do you got? Million, four million, what, flashlights that shoot six miles or something crazy, you know? You burn the retinas out of everybody's eyes if you look at it. You know, fry zombies just in a swat, you know? And so you just how that progresses. So I don't know, in the, and I got to thinking about this. When it says the, the, the light grows brighter, all right, the darkness is getting Darker, but the light grows brighter. It may not mean that there's more Christians. It may just mean that there's just a few of them, but we got our candle what power turned up. <clears throat> Remember what the scripture says, many are called, but few are chosen. Everybody, it says, can find the way of destruction, but there's only a few that are going to find the narrow path and go up it. And I'm preaching to the people that want the narrow path. Okay, so I'm going to skip into something. I'm going to skip a whole bunch of notes here. And I, I just got to share this because it's just, I mean, like, I, I'm messing everything up. David had all this written down, all, all, all my outline. It was just perfect for all the weeks. And But, man, I'm just, and now that I'm not constrained by time, I'm just going to, you know, do whatever. And so you want to write these down, okay? The names of God. In the Old Testament, the names of God, we've all heard a message about the names of God. Everybody's heard a message about the name of God. Let me just show you something. Okay, in Genesis 22, 14, you have Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Okay? So you can write that down, Genesis 22, 14. Then you have Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, in Exodus 15, 26. These are when God revealed himself, when God, let me say it this way, spoke as their provider, spoke as their healer. 
Okay, then you've got Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. That's Exodus 17, 5, uh, 17, 15, excuse me. Exodus 17, 15. Jehovah Nissi, God our banner. Then you've got Judges 6, 24, which is Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. Then you've got Psalms 23, 1, the Lord our shepherd, Jehovah Ra. Okay. Then you have Jeremiah 23, 6, Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord our righteousness. And then you have Ezekiel 48, 35, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is here. All right? Okay, just let me give you those one more time because I want you to write those down. You can go, Jehovah Jireh Genesis 22, 14, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Rapha. Exodus 15, 26, he's the Lord, our healer. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. Exodus 17, 15. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Judges 6, 24. Jehovah Raha, the Lord, our shepherd. Psalms 23, 1. Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord, our righteousness. Jeremiah 23, 6. And Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is here, Ezekiel 48, 35, okay? So I, I guarantee if you've been around church, and especially if you've been around non-denominational churches, you have heard messages on the names of God. You've probably read books on the names of God, who God is, the revealing of God, okay? But I want to read that to you. Go back to Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1, 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, who has appointed, he has appointed heir of all things. Everybody say all things. Through whom also he made the world. All right. And you said, well, pastor, why are you giving us these names of God? Because I wanted to show you something, how Jesus is wrapped up in all this. In the name of Jesus, wrapped up every name of God in the Old Testament in the name Jesus. Okay? You think about this. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He just fulfilled Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Okay? Jesus. 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live it for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. He just became our healer, Jehovah Rapha. He said there, what I'm trying to show you is in the New Testament, in the writer of Hebrews said, God spoke in the Old Testament this way, but now he's speaking in the New Testament. He's speaking, it's all in, wrapped up in his, in his son, Jesus. So when you say Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you're saying the same as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. Revelations 1.8, it says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He is Jehovah Nissi, our banner, the one who's waving out before us and waving behind us and waving on the sides of us. He fulfills, when you say, in the name of Jesus, you just fulfilled, the, he just fulfilled the Old Testament, Jehovah Nissi. See, in this New Testament, we got all this stuff. We're trying to, 
We're, we're saying, I don't know if God hears. God's going to speak. I don't know if And we're also full of doubt and unbelief. When I'm telling you, he gave us the name that's above every name. That every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And Jesus' name, Jesus, fulfills every one of God's names of the Old Testament. Oh, oh, Jehovah Shalom, our peace. How about John 16, 33? These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. Do I even need to say this one? John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep that he is Jehovah Raha, the God who is the shepherd. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying here? Oh, how about this one? Romans 5, 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace, which he stands and rejoices in the hope and the glory of God. He is our righteousness. You see, every name of the Old Testament who God was, it's fulfilled in the one name, Jesus. John 17, 20. Now, here we go. Here, I want you to see this one. John 17, 20. Old Testament name is Jehovah Shammah, the God who's with us. John 17, 20 says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. What, 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 what? He's not talking about just being in his presence, Jehovah Shammah. He says, I want to carry it further. I want to be one with you. I want to be in you. I want to be a part of who you are. Jehovah Shammah meant, oh, the presence, the glory cloud fills the temple and everybody falls down their face in Solomon's temple and said, man, God's in the house. In the New Testament, in the name of Jesus, he says, no, 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 I want to fill you. I want to birth my spirit in you. I want you to be born again. I want to all be more than just, oh, I was in his presence. I want to be one with you. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Whoo, man. I pray y'all can see this like I saw it, because when I saw this, my heart exploded. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have spent so much time trying to pronounce Jehovah Sitkanu. Right? I have read so many books on the names of God, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you've got to understand what he, who he was in the Old Testament. I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying I spent so much time. And when this revelation burst forth in me, I was like, oh, my goodness. I've had the glory all the time, and I'm looking over here at the little something. that you gave us the name of Jesus. It's all wrapped up. In the old days, God spoke in various times and places the way he did, but now it's all been given to Jesus. And now here he is, Jesus, my Redeemer, my Savior, my Lord, everything. He wants to speak to me. He wants to have an appointment with me. But I'm going to listen to the devil and the naysayers? Huh? Colossians 1.27. Let's look at this one. And then I guess I'm going to have to quit. Colossians 1.27. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles. The riches of his glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. 
hope of glory. Folks, do you see what I'm saying here tonight? Being a Christian has nothing to do with like you, you're joining a church, has nothing to do with that. No, no. Being a Christian, yes, we start out as novices. We start out just, you know, we're undone in the world. And then we have to hear the voice of God speaking to us and, 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 and the word speaking to us. And I'm going to get into all this. Listen to me. I may even give you a little bit of next week so you can go home and chew on it. But we have to, we, we grow and we mature and we come into the sanctification process where we're, where we're growing and maturing. But you don't ever get to this place to say, well, I don't know. God's not going to speak to me. I guess it's. I'm not hearing the voice of God. There should be a living, unbelievable revelation and relationship you have with a God who didn't say he just wanted you to be in his presence. He wanted to be one with you. And the only reason why we're not walking as one with him is because we're not being believers. And I'm telling you, I'm as guilty as anybody. I have done more time through this message. I have done more repenting and been humbled more than any message I've ever preached. I've just sat in the mornings and cried and said, God, I am so sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm an absolute idiot to have listened to any of these other things and to have been in doubt and unbelief a day to have gone through this. Lord, I just thank you, though. This morning when the sun's coming up, the mercies of God are fresh and new this morning, and I can go on. That's a part of the benefit and the privilege of being with God. I don't have to keep telling myself I'm an idiot. I'm going to grow out of it. I learned my lesson. I'm going to put my finger in this light socket no more. Are you all with me? Okay, so this is what I want to tell you. I want to give it to you, and we're going to, we're going to tear into this next week. Who knows? I may preach this Sunday morning, preach it again next Wednesday. I may sort of every week services preach the same message, just what I did tonight, every night for a year. Might do it. Here you go. You're going to want to write this down. You are not, you are not, I repeat, you are not going to hear the voice of God in your life if you do not set an appointment. If you think you're just going to be walking down the street and all of a sudden, whoa, man, you just get hit in the head. Oh, my God. No, if you do not set an appointment with God, you will not hear his voice. The only reason, the only reason why I have a relationship with God that I hear his voice speaking to me is because for the last however long, whatever it's been, 36, 37, 38 years that I have been saved, I have set an appointment every morning to meet with God. Sometimes the mornings are richer than others. Sometimes I'm distracted. Sometimes I'm like the dog looking at the squirrel, squirrel. Sometimes I'll, be, I'll tell you, I'm out there, I'm quoting scripture. God, I just think of the greater is he is in me than he is in the world. I thank you that you made me more than a conqueror and overcomer. Oh, I wonder what that noise is. It happens. But I'm consistent. I persevere. I'm there. I was telling Dr. Brown this, that it's been real funny to me because I, I, I'm very regimented. And, and I get up in the morning, and then I'm, I'm going to go in there and make my coffee. And then I got my Bible out. Then I want to sit down. I'll start drinking my coffee. I want to start reading my scriptures. First thing I'm going to do. And then I got a dog. And so little Miss Puppy, she wants to go out in the morning. And so you can't, I mean, one one dog, listen to the dog whimper while I'm trying to read. You, you can't imagine how hard it is to keep your mind on track. <laughs> so the dog's got to go out. So then I said, okay, wait, I'm not going to get irritated at this. I'm not going to get irritated at the dog. I don't want the devil give me any foot. I said, I'm just going to change my routine. So then I took my... I took my Rhema notebook, all right, that I have. It's a paper, you know, like a, a notebook that I wrote in. And I took and I started sitting down and copying the pages onto my phone. Paste, copy and pasting all the verses on my phone. 
And, and, I, and so I'm so creative in the way that I like to name things. So I just named them page one, page two, <laughs> page three. That's how I've got it in my deal. I was going to my notes, go to page one. I know I'm in the page one of my Raymond notebook. And so then I started doing that. So I got all excited because I just started, you know, you're sitting here and moving 20 scriptures over, you know, and creating page one and doing it again, page two. And so I was going over those words. And so then I go outside. Now I'm sitting outside. So I'm not reading then. Because it's dark. And so I got my, 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 I get my glasses, make sure I got my glasses on, put my glasses on, go outside, dogs running, doing this thing. I go in there, I start quoting scriptures, I start praying. So I just change it around from rather than reading and praying, now I'm praying and reading. And it brought a whole new freshness in my life. You know, it was just like something crazy, like it could have been, I could have been sitting there mad as a, shut up! Quit whining, I'm trying to read the word! <laughs> right? Like that would have really got me somewhere. Or just go into this whole new revelation. Now I'm out with the deer. The deer looking at me like, what is he doing? And I'm out there going, grant his heads in me, whatever the scriptures are, whatever I'm going through. I'm out there preaching. I'm out there just talking. The dog's like, okay, I'm going to go over here and go to the bathroom. I said, hey, go. Go do your thing. Hey, I moved a chair. I got a chair, moved it over there, set the chair right, right there. It's got big arms on it. I got me a little table. And I'm just having glory. Hallelujah. So then the other day it was raining one morning. And I'm like, well, you ain't going to stop me from here. I got a chair over here on the porch. And so I pulled up on the porch, told the dog, you're on your own. I don't know what you're going to do. It's raining out there, but I'm praying. It brought a whole new freshness because I have an appointment set and I'm not going to miss it. Does it make you mad when you have a doctor's appointment and they see be, be there at 830 and then he comes strolling about 915? Huh? Really, really irritates me. And we're supposed to excuse it. But I guarantee the shoes on the other foot, they ain't going to let me in. <clears throat> anyway, forgive me, Lord. I'll pray about that in the morning. But what I'm saying is you have to set an appointment. You have to get whatever's out of your way. You're either going to get up earlier, stay up later, change your eating habits, do something. Whatever you've got to do, you have to set an appointment. You have to right now, tonight, declare, I am setting an appointment to talk with God Every day and ain't nothing going to stop me. And don't do it. Just say, well, you know, today, maybe I can do it. And then, and then I'll do it over that. No, 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 no. You're not going to do it. Every day there's an appointment. You need to figure it out. You need to figure it out. If you don't have this done, you don't already have an appointed time. You just do it whenever you get some, a break. That's not going to work. You have to have an appointed time. And so that's your assignment to be thinking about chewing on. I'll get into this next week. I'll show you why that's important. But you have to have an appointment. You have to set an appointment. God always shows up and he's never late. Right when you sit there and say, good morning, Father. He says, good morning. He's not like, I'll be with you in just a minute. I'm still dealing with this person over here. Hold on. No, God will be there and speak to you and bring peace in your heart. And he'll show you where the things that you're thinking about and what you're believing is wrong, he'll begin to show you things and, and, and illuminate things to you and, and move in your life in such a way you will be, you'll be just blown away and fall more and more in love with him because he's so good and he's so gracious. Amen? Amen. So put your Bibles up and your notes and stand up. I haven't done this so long on a Wednesday night. It feels odd. And I want to bless you. I want to pray for you. Those out there watching too and listening, I want to pray over you and bless you. But I just declare tonight.
that I'm believing that tonight is starting a new, a new era in your life. Some of you out there, man, this is going to be, it's going to be life that you've always wanted coming into you. And so, Father, I just pray right now that this word tonight penetrates the hearts of even the hardest-hearted person. Even the person who says that they've never heard God speak, I just declare that, Lord, you're breaking through those walls, breaking through those lies that the enemy has sown in them, pulling the concrete out of their ears, softening their hearts, oh God, so that they will be able to hear you, be able to see you moving in their life, being able to, to have that time to set that appointment with you. Because, God, I know you're faithful to fulfill it and be their own time. And so, Lord, I thank you tonight for just, just radically changing and radically awakening people's hearts and their lives and becoming believers, truly believers that our God talks to us. And so, Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for just bringing us back. I thank you, Lord God, for more revelation just going forth. And I thank you, Lord God, most of all, for giving us Jesus. Lord, bless them and let that revelation sink into their heart that in the name of Jesus, all is completed. And Lord, I give you praise and I give you thank. Bless, bless their offerings, bless their tithes, Lord, bless their businesses. And Lord, we just thank you for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.